This is Tim Staten with Tim Stating the Obvious. What is this podcast about? It's simple. You are entitled to great leadership everywhere you go, whether it's to church, whether it's to work, whether it's at your house, you are entitled to great leadership. And so in this podcast, we take leadership principles and theories and turn them into everyday, relatable, and usable advice. And a quick disclaimer, this show, process, or service by trademark, trademark manufacturer, otherwise does not necessarily constitute an implied endorsement of anyone that I employed by or favors them in representation. The views are expressed here in my show are my own expressed and do not necessarily state or reflect those of any employer. Hey, and welcome back to another episode. In the last episode, we talked about a trend that is still prominent uh, this year and is growing, which is investing in employee well-being. If you haven't heard that one, I would recommend that you go back and listen to it. In this episode, we're going to be taking another approach, and that is we're going to be talking about productivity, specifically about email management and about how CEOs view time. Now, before you scoff and change, you know, and, and turn this off, just hear me out for a minute. So I was reading a quick blog on the McKinsey & Company page, and there was a quick article that talked about taking control of your inbox and your productivity. Now, in a world where time is of the essence, emails are the primary way of passing information on, possibly in excess. In reality, most exec- executives report that they are regularly dragged down by conversations that are unnecessary and bring about information overload, draining their energy. According to a recent survey, the majority of executives, that's 80%, are currently in the process of making or have already made changes to their meeting arrangements and schedules due to the effects of COVID-19 pandemic on the workplace. Executives often find find themselves taking up too much of their time on discussions that have little to no value um, or causation to what they do, and they feel overwhelmed because of this. So how can we change the way that we interact with people to make the most out of every interaction? Well, the McKinsey & Company found that if you categorize your interactions into three categories, you can get after meaningful interactions and maximize effectiveness. So these categories are decision-making, and these include complex or uncertain decisions, for example, investment decisions and cross-cutting routine decisions, uh, and quarterly business reviews. Then there's the creative solution and coordination stuff. That includes innovation sessions, for example, developing new products and working on routine sessions, such as daily check-ins. Then there's information sharing, including one-way communication, which is video, for instance, or two-way communication, uh, like town hall meetings and question and answers. And And I had to do some reflection on this and how my interactions are and were and how much I fell into the being too busy but not getting much done. Like, am I really focusing on the right things? And am I even giving my boss the right information that he needs? To be upfront and honest, I am ruthless about eliminating distractions to a point where it can be seen as possibly offensive to some. It's not that I don't want to talk to the person or a group of people uh, that come into the office because I do have an open door policy and anyone is welcome to talk to me at any given time, uh, but there's a time and a place for that. So let's take it the first group of interactions, and that is decision making. So these interactions are specifically designed for making decisions. I would ask yourself, if you're a decision maker, how do you set this up? You know, what touch points do you have and data points do you have built in to feed your decision cycle? 
Do you know what your decision cycle is? And do you have your day set up? So every interaction uh, leading up to your ability to make a decision or your uh, request to make a decision, do you have everything lined up to support that? Do you have a meeting reserved to make decisions and one decision alone? Or like, do you have um, set aside like, you know, Wednesdays or Thursdays, those are my days. If I'm going to make a decision, that's the day I'm going to make a decision. Or is it just sporadic or whenever people uh, develop it? Because sometimes decisions can wait. Sometimes things can wait. They don't have to be done now. They don't have to be done immediately. And at the strategic level, uh, sometimes it can wait. So set the expectation for people to say, hey, you know, I'm going to have a decision meeting. It's going to be at this time on these days. And if you want me to make a decision, then I'm going to have a meeting and we will make a decision together at that time. Or I will make a series of decisions at that time. So you need to make sure you're feeding my decision cycle on my terms. So that way I have the right information at the right time. And then you need to take a look at who provides you input and what weight does it have? So do you have things set up so that way who is your trusted advisors? So you got your staff then you have your directorates, but who else do you have that gives you input to let you know whether the data points are valid or not that you're being fed or your touch points that you're having with people are accurate? You know, that, that's a hard thing to think about, but it's also a necessary uh, evil that you need to think about it. Like who is giving me this information and what weight do I pull on it? So if you're sitting in a meeting and it's an information meeting, and we'll get to that later on, and they're giving you information, and it comes from a team member from a directorate, but not the directorate itself. So that information that that person is giving you is probably important, probably pertinent. They probably know more about anything else about that one subject in that directorate than anybody else. But has it been vetted through the chair and has the chair brought that to you? Or do you value what the person closest to the problem has to say about it versus the chair? Because the chair could be withholding information from you uh, for whatever well-intentioned reasons, but maybe it might be something you need to know that didn't quite make it to you. So think about the weight people, you know, when they give you information, how much do you weigh it? So we, and we cannot confuse intention behind our interactions in these settings. Everything needs to be intentional and everything needs to feed the process of your decision cycle for strategic leaders. We cannot have an information sharing meeting that ends with the decision. That's not the time and the place for that. We need to have a decision meeting or a decision event uh, that ends with a decision or no decision based on the situation. So sometimes no answer is an answer. And that's a hard pill for some people to swallow. So like they put a whole bunch of time and energy into something. They want the boss to make a decision. You're talking to him about it. You're pitching it to him. You're like, here's all the data points. I got everything lined up. What do you want to do? And then the boss sometimes goes, you know what? Uh, thank you for your hard work. And thank you for the input that you did on that. I'm going to need more time. I'm not going to make a decision. Thanks. Being's over. He gets up, he walks out and everybody in the room is like, what's going on? Well, sometimes he just may need more information or maybe as you're talking to him to try to sell him on the decision, you spark something in his mind or in a thought process, thought process that raised another issue, that raised another point that probably touched with something in another area 
that you're not aware of that actually has an impact on this and he wants to make sure he deconflicts it before he makes a decision. Or maybe sometimes there's a hesitation because of something uh, you said or someone said during the presentation that made him kind of pump the brakes and go, wait a second, this isn't quite what I thought. But take a look at your schedules and your calendars. Do you or your organizations have it set up and have set conditions for strategic leaders to make conditions? All of those are things are important in, to consider when having a decision-making event. Now, the second set of interactions we should be talking about are scheduled and there are creative solutions and coordination meetings. Now, when it comes to these meetings, this is more about empowerment of the team to come up with innovative and creative solutions to drive towards emerging needs. I mean, think about it for a minute. Do you have to tell your team where to focus or do they take the initiative to come up with focus areas on their own and they tell you, hey boss, we think we need to focus on these areas for these reasons and then move forward with it upon you saying, yes, let's do it. But we also have to remember to properly empower employees, leaders must provide them with the tools and the appropriate level of guidance and involvement. So all too often I see you know, leaders on the sidelines not engaging with their teams. And we talked about this in the last two episodes or two episodes back, maybe three, that, you know, managers, if you're not involved, then you're not going to have involved teams. Uh, engaged employees are, you know, relational to how engaged the managers and the leaders are on those teams. And I've seen people sit back and say, no, 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 no. I gave them my guidance. I'm just letting them run with it. Oh, I, I talked to them. You know, they're just, they're just doing their thing. I don't want to, I don't want to hinder their process. And just because you're there doesn't mean you hinder the process. Just because you give guidance doesn't mean you hinder the process. So if you want to engage teams and you want to empower them, you've got to be there. You've got to be involved. You've got to give them the right level of uh, guidance and involvement and then kind of not say anything and let the team work so that way they can be engaged and involved because uh, your job is to provide guidance direction purpose and resources so uh, it's kind of your job as a leader so be involved now these working groups happen all the time and they're really straightforward they're scheduled we don't necessarily need to talk about you know the importance of scheduling however i would say you need to make sure that if you're the chairperson on this meeting it needs to feed something in your decision cycle so the people who chair these meetings are usually directorates team leaders um, and it needs that meeting needs to feed something that you then take towards your higher up and feeds their decision cycle and defeats their information cycle so you can contribute and be ahead of the team Okay. Everything feeds something else. Everything must be intentional along the way. Otherwise, you're wasting time. You need to have the right information at the right time for the right people. So always remember that. Am I scheduling the right thing at the right time to get the right information to the right people when it's needed? Just kind of think about that. So the last type of inter interaction is the information sharing type. I know for a period of time in my career, it felt like all I did was jump from meeting to meeting all day, no real outcome, just information being spewed left and right. In fact, I had a little green notebook and in there, I would just write quotes of all the funny things people would say in the meeting because there was no redeeming value of most of those meetings other than the hilarious quotes that came out of it, honestly. But all I did was I felt like I went to eight hours worth of meetings and then I'd have to go back to my office and do four hours of real work to get all the coordinating and all the planning 
they get all the resources lined up uh, for the right time. So then that way we could execute whatever it is that we had to do. We had to, uh, you know, fulfill the plan. Right. So this is how you burn people out and drive people away. Don't do this if you can avoid it. We all need a cross level information. However, does it have to take an hour? Does it have to take two hours? I would argue those longer meetings should be for decisions because then once you leave that meeting with a decision, you're moving forward. So I would ask yourself, can you get the meeting done in 15 to 20 minutes effectively? So I bring that up because I once had a boss who held morning stand-up meetings and the word stand-up was imperative, right? No one sat down. Everybody stood around in a circle and quickly articulated what the boss needed to know from each directorate. And then people went on their way to do what they needed to do. It had a purpose. Everyone was clear, direct, and concise. And the famous question I usually get is, well, what if it couldn't be answered quickly? Well, we all have to answer the mail, right? We all have to answer the question being asked. But if that thing being asked is going to take some more time, um, then I would respond with, hey, sir, this is going to take me a lot longer to explain than what your this meeting is uh, designed for. After this is over, can I stay back and talk to you if you have five to ten minutes to really talk about it? Or I can schedule another office call with you, or I can send you a white paper and then you can read it at your leisure whichever is good for you. And that answer was perfectly fine. Cause sometimes it was like, Hey, send me a white paper on it. And for people who don't know what a white paper is, you, somebody in saying, Hey, we'll just send me an email on that. Right. It's a quick one minute read that you should be able to get on one page. That's eight, you know, eight by 11 and a half page easy. Get to it in like a minute or less reading through it. Right. Gets the point across. Everybody gets it. But sometimes you can't get that uh, out in like a stand-up meeting, right? So then they want you to just you know, send it to them. And then that way they can read it on their own. They have it for later. Then they can ask you follow-up questions at a different stand-up meeting, which should take, you know, a minute to two minutes to answer any follow-up questions based on what you sent them, okay? And one critical aspect we all need to understand is no matter how important you think you are uh, on your team or how important you think your team is, you are only a fraction of a thought when it comes to the executive with the multiple directors, right? It's nothing personal, uh, but they're strategic level. And what you find, what you find is important to you may be irrelevant to them at that time. It's important to them. And if you have a burning desire that you think your boss needs to know something, then you find the right time to bring it up or you schedule an office call, send them white paper, send them an email. And, you know, I would say set up an office call and that way that person will schedule time to sit down with you and talk about it if it's that important. And then when they schedule that time with you, even if it's inconvenient for you, if it's that important, you should show up to it. So if you you send your boss a note and you say, hey, sir, this is really, really important. I think I need to have an office call with you. This is super important. Let's just talk about it. And he goes, okay, well, 7.30 tonight, is the only time on my schedule I have to talk about it. So let's talk about 730 tonight. If you don't show up to that when they schedule it, the messaging you're sending signaling to them is, well, it was important, but it's not that important. So I'm not going to stay that late. If it's important and you schedule it, show up. It's that important for you to bring it up and them to schedule it for you. It's important for you to show up. 
I'm just saying. I've seen all too many times where people are like, well, no, it's really not that important just because they don't want to give up any more of their time. Like you, you've already taken the time to bring it up. You want to let the cat out of the bag? Let the cat out of the bag. It's okay. So at the beginning, we talked about email management. And then we talked about all of this. The point is, how can you get deeper and more meaningful informa- infor- information and interactions if you're distracted by an outdated thing like emails? You know, we often sit behind our desks and are in, in a phone and we wait anticipating when is the next email going to come through or constantly nugging out emails and sending out emails and coordinating. But do you really get out behind your desk and go do the things you're supposed to do? Um, this really wasn't about email management, but I can tell you, I only do emails three times a day in the morning during lunch. And when I'm getting ready to go home, so I get down to net zero, that's it. Otherwise during the day, I'm too busy doing things. I don't have time to be distracted by emails. Um, there, there's important things. And if it's really important and somebody sends me an email that I really need to get to, they'll call me on the phone and say, Hey, I sent you an email. It's super important. Can you review it? And I will let them know where that falls on my priority list, and then I'll get to it. Uh, So all of these things are critical things to think about, right? So we need to stop being distracted about the things that really don't matter and get everything into a decision cycle so things line up and things matter on each other. It's the whole point of this, uh, this episode. So I hope you got something out of it. As always, thank you for stopping by and listening to this episode, and I really hope you enjoyed it. Before we go, I'd like to ask a favor of you if I could. If you could please share this episode with one or two people who you think might like this topic. If you haven't followed or subscribed on whatever platform you're listening to this on, please hit that button and that alert icon so you know when we post another episode. I don't want to waste your time with you coming back going, you know, did he post another one? Did he post another one? No, I'll let you know. Just hit the icons. We'll let you know when we do it. Every two weeks right now is what we're doing, and I've been consistent with that. If you got some value out of this episode, please leave a comment or a review so we can help spread the show with people who might be interested in the same topics, but just didn't come across it yet on our show. Again, thank you for stopping by. I'm Tim Staten, stating the obvious.